chance we look uh, butchers here and guys leave that look like me again. You know, uh, that's when I had his most success. That's when people thought he was uh, paying attention to him. And as a matter of fact, that's when his uh, his wife loved him the most because he thought it was excellent meat. So I have nothing but uh, love and respect for Petey and, and his wife. Uh, but, you know, I think he's going to do great. Uh, is a good guy. And, you know, He's even a better-looking guy when he reaches here and, you know, I call him little Petey Pump. Hey, it's uh, Joey Mills from the Sport Bible. I um, just wanted to ask, um, obviously you've been a star in every major organization in pro wrestling over many years. I just wanted to ask... <laughs> I just wondered what you thought the key to your longevity at the top level is and how you've managed to stay at the top for so long. Uh, there's definitely a way, you know, I trained throughout my career, you know. Before I was in professional wrestling, there was a lot of people know I was in amateur wrestling. You know, the first, first year I got to uh, University of Michigan, I had to train with those uh, the guy who was wrestling the first American to be a uh, Olympic champion at Greco Roman. So that was, that was my introduction to uh, being a college wrestler, is helping train with him. And I uh, trained with him for five years. So, um, so that really made me afraid of no one. You know, if I can you know, train with an Olympic champion, one of the best ever in the world at, you know, at Greco Roman. Uh, I knew the sky was a limit in this. You know, longevity was, you know, I've never really taken a day off the train. And that's that's the key to, to everything, you know. The one thing I do wish I could do more is stretch. But, but, but my freaks make, make sure I'm limber, you know. That's, you know, you don't call me a big, bad booty daddy for nothing. I mean, I'm pretty limber and, you know, I, there's, there's little, uh, you know, positions that these my uh, freaks want me to be in, and, you know, so I would say I'm too limited, but they make sure I'm limited enough. Because, you know, trust me, they're satisfied. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Scott. For all of your pro wrestling news, check out gerwick.net, your number one source for wrestling news since 1997. This is Big Ray for one uh, Mr. Pump, or Mr. Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, I have a good friend, his name is Bill Acker, he wanted me to ask you a specific question regarding Shoney's, the restaurant that uh, you helped run over in Georgia. He wanted to know, next time you guys are on a road trip, what are you going to have Bill try out there? Anything special over at Shoney's? Tell us a little bit about Shoney's, sir. Uh, Bill, Bill can come in and get whatever he wants. We have a, uh, a limited amount of American food, uh, you know, from hamburger steaks to uh, seafood. And plus, we have a world-famous uh, uh, buffet that's been going on since 1946. And then the difference with my show is new prototype. My store is a new prototype where I also have a, a bar, you know, with uh, alcohol, beer, yeah, you know, anything you want, any drink, we're actually coming up with a new drink's going to call called uh, Big Papa Punch. And, you know, drink one of those and, you know, uh, you'd be lucky to walk out the door. But, uh, but the food is great. I got great cooks, great uh, servers, uh, and uh, I'm very proud of it because, you know, the one thing, I, one of the reasons why I really got in there, 
into the food business, restaurant business, because, you know, I used to, we travel so much, and we always have a hard time finding a good place to eat, you know, late at night. So I always make sure that, you know, my, my restaurant has, the, you know, great food and, and uh, you know, a great drink, and, and have, you can have a good time. I have uh, 27 TVs in there, and it has a private dining, so it's uh it's it's a new prototype it's not your sony's that has been you know around since 1947 it's a new prototype so people are surprised when they first come in well it sounds like the place to be i appreciate it thank you mr steiner oh no problem man Of LAX defeating yourself in the name of our 
Oh man, you'd be surprised how many people want me to come for another mathematical equation. Why I'm going to be somebody in what's the mathematical uh, summation of how I'm going to do it. And uh, actually, I haven't thought about that, the actual percentage wise, but I definitely from, from here to Sunday, I'll take you something. As with the Mexican version, there was two uh, Mexican Americans having a chance against uh, against me and Eli, but I actually can't come up with a percentage thing right now. Real quick, how does it feel to be known to, for that to be your most infamous promo? Uh, that does get a lot of airtime. I would say it's my most, it's my, it's one of the most recent. But there's, there's been a lot that people, you know, that people like. And, but it's great. I mean, I went over to, actually I went over to Ireland and in the UK and uh, the guys that brought me over had that, that whole equation on, on the screen. And, um, and it made the people laugh. It was actually, but, you know, it made sense to me, you know? Hi, Scott. I have a name in here from Broken Book Warriors Wrestling Podcast. Thanks very much for your time today. Um, my, um, my question is, uh, who would you consider your friends in the Impact Wrestling locker room? Say that again? Who would you consider your friends in the Impact Wrestling locker room? Uh, well, I try to stay away from making friends because you never know like, who you're going to have to beat up. You know? So kind of takes, takes the edge off you when you're going to fight somebody who's your friend. You know, So I, I try not to make friends because I'd much rather punch somebody than you know, be friends with them. So... I really, yeah, especially now when I just coming back and I really haven't got to know him. You know, I have to say, you know, he's, Eli is, is actually a pretty, pretty cool dude. You know, he's definitely, I'm impressed with his talent. But as far as friends, I don't call anybody my friends at this point. Thank you very much. All right. Scott, we're going to go to an email question from Dave Clay, and he asked, what fat ass surprised you with his toughness in your career? Uh, I wrestled a lot of fat asses, and you'd be surprised how, how tough some of these guys are. It's like, uh, you know, speaking of the for a fat man is, a, is, is, a, is you know, pretty, pretty hard to do, you know, and that's, I think that... So they, they have a difference, uh, a tolerance, you know, you can't push a fat guy away from a TV, uh, TV with his banquet dinner, you know, so it's, it's hard. You know, these, these fat asses are, uh, are pretty tough because, you know, they used to physically and mentally abuse because they're fat. And, and believe it or not, as crazy as it sounds, most fat guys don't like to be called fat asses. I mean, are you kidding me? How can you not call a fat guy fat asses? So, you know, so you call a guy a fat ass, you miss, immediately gets upset, which therefore makes it much harder for you to beat him. But, man, there ain't no fat ass ever going to hang the one-on-one with genetic freaks. Hey, Scott, John Clark, it's from the Reps on the It's 2018. You are the talk of the Reps world right now, heading into redemption. 
Did you uh, ever see yourself wrestling this long and, and being on top this long? No, I never really did. But the, you know, the strange thing about it is, you know, I, when WCW closed, I actually retired then, and you'd be surprised how bored you get. And then you know, I've, I've taken periods of time off, but you know, there's something about you know wrestling and wrestling in front of people and meeting the fans. It's it's, it's addicting, really, and and the and the love of wrestling keeps me going, you know. So, no, I, I really, the longevity is, is you know, I've I, I said, man, when I was younger, man, I'm going to retire early, but then what, I, what do you do to replace that excitement, you know? That, that's the whole deal. Like, how do, you, how do you replace that rush? How do you, you know, replace the adrenaline rush? It's, it's hard to do, you know? So, no, but to answer your question, I never thought I'd be, still be wrestling, but... I'm doing it out of, out, of, out of love for the sport, so I'm surprised as much as everybody else. But I don't know. People, people seem still want to, you know, pay to see me. Pay, you know, come see me wrestle. Come see, uh, you know. It seems like crazy. Never goes out of style. You know, people want to see what I do next, and and I'm so. And the thing is, I can't predict what I'm going to do next. It, it all happens when it happens. You know. So it's as much a surprise to me as to, you know, everybody else. That's what we love about it. Thanks for coming back, man. Because, you know, when I get to wrestling, that is really the only time that I am free, you know, free from assault charges, <laughs> assault battery, you know, you can beat anybody up, you know. So, and, you know, in the real world, you can't, you can't just go out and punch somebody. But in wrestling, you can, you know, you can't hit anybody with a pipe, you can't, you know steal a girlfriend and make love to her and he can't do shit about it. So, no, it's like when you're wrestling, that's really the only time I'm free, so uh, it's great. Hey, Scott, it's uh, Greg Oliver from Slam Wrestling. Uh, you, you've been wrestling a long time, as we just talked about. How has how the actual in-ring storytelling changed, or, or has it? And I guess related to that, are the fans the same today as they were when you started back in the 80s? Uh, I'm really still trying to wrestle, you know, the way I've always wrestled, balls to the wall, you know, just go out there and get, give it everything I have and try to win, you know, the best match on the card and, and uh, you know, excite the crowd and, you know, and, you know, in the process, beat somebody up, so. And uh, the fans changed that? Yeah, and the fan change that and beat somebody up. No, I mean, if, if, if a fan crosses line, it's a barrier, you know, they're free game once you do that. I'll, you know, I think free shot them too, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. All right. Hey, Mr. Steiner, it's BigWave1Wrestling.com again. Um, there's no doubt that you are a legend in this business. Unfortunate news this morning that uh, the legendary Bruno San Martino did pass away. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the living legend. Well, on who was known, uh, the living legend Bruno San Martino, and uh, did he have any influence on your career, uh, Mr. Steiner? Thank you. Uh, I never got the chance to watch. Cause I never watched wrestling when I was a kid, but I met I met uh, Bruno a few times when I was in the WWF, and he was always 
a gracious guy. He's always, you know, nice. I always talked to him. And, uh, and, and the thing he, he did in wrestling will, will never be top for, you know, undefeated for, you know, what, eight years he held it out and then got hurt and then won it again for another three years. I mean, that's unprecedented, what the record he set as far as hands. Sam Madison Square Garden all those years in a row. So, no, he was definitely, he was an amazing wrestler. He, uh, he laid the groundwork for all of us generations to come after him. And he, and he was, uh, he really was ahead of it. He was just, uh, I was read the other day where he broke the bench press record, world record. So, yeah, he was an amazing athlete. Coming from a you know, humble beginning, if you want to truly style and profile and tell it like it is, you got to be wearing the official t-shirt. Head over right now to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. That is the official merchandise store of Gurick.net. Eight great designs, $17.99. Plus shipping and handling will get you one of our shirts. Check them out today, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. They ship internationally, domestically, PayPal, debit, credit, you name it, they got it. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Gurick. And for the latest in pro wrestling news, keep it locked to Gurick.net, your number one source on the World Wide Web for the latest in pro wrestling news since 1997. Hey Scott, this is Vijay from Sports Kid in India. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, so you are known for cutting some of the most entertaining promos. Do you think the overscripting of promos is killing the business these days? Oh, yeah. It's, it's some of the worst shit that you can do is to curb somebody's, uh, you, know, you know, professional uh, ways to express their feelings, express their, their character they want or who they are. So, for that, you know, for the idiots that script, uh, you know, interviews is, I mean, it's a travesty doing that. I mean, you're basically like cookie cutter, you know, having characters. And it's, I mean, it's some of, it's, it's some of the worst things you do. Is, and and the, the thing is, fans recognize that. And, you know, people do not want to see scripted interviews. And, but that's just the way that they control you know, the, the wrestlers nowadays, and it's, it's, uh, you know, if, if they can't see that they're killing, killing it, uh, they're idiots. Scott, we're going to go to an email question from Todd Moore, who asked, any chance your brother Rick joins you for this thinking impact? Oh, you never know, you know, the, the the dog is a man's best friend, and you know, dog face gun is always uh, near and close to what I do. You know, so I can't say no, like uh, for sure. Hey, Vijay uh, from Sports Kid again. Uh, what, how was the Impact Wrestling versus Lucha Underground event at WrestleCon, and did you have a fun time wrestling there? In India? 
No, uh, impact versus uh, Lucha in at Pratyukar. Oh, it, it was good. I had, a, you know, the, the, the crowd was electric. Everybody was having fun. And when it's like that, it's, it's, that's when it's great to be in the ring when people actually are excited for you to be out there. And so that's what makes, you know, wrestling great, you know. So I, I had a good time. Hey, Scott. Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com here. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Brian Cage uses the old uh, Steiner screwdriver move, which you used in TNA and, of course, throughout your WWF, WCW career. What do you think of him using that move? Have you seen his version? And if so, what do you think of it? No, I've actually never seen his version. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, how many people have copied my moves over, you know, Frankenstein, they call it Hurricane Rana, Frankenstein. Uh, you know, screwdriver, you know, the, the reverse slam where, you know, do a backflip and, uh, you know, people have kind of my moves, uh, throughout my career, but no, it's just, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. Brian Cage is actually, uh, is a good guy. He looks, he looks great. And I, I put him, uh, as one of the guys in TNA to, make a big impact and, uh, and hopefully he keeps on uh, uh, training and uh, working on wrestling where he becomes you know one of the, in the best in the business because he has he has that potential he has that he has a really good look thank you yeah hey Scott Ryan Bowman from thegrillposition.com uh, Conan was talking a lot of trash to you on your first night back and you've never really been shy about your opinion you talked earlier about how much you like beating people up, but do you have as much fun destroying your opponents verbally as you do physically? Uh, well, I actually verbally beat them up so I can actually physically beat them up. That makes sense. Because I, I, I verbally beat them up to, because uh, of any hesitation, like, oh, I don't know really about a wrestle thing where I, you know, say I'm going to steal your girlfriend, take her home, show her what it's like to be with a real man. Hope that I did, you know, in a sense, look pissed off to where, uh, you know, uh, that they would really want to fight me. Then, then, then the shit's on. So one leads to the other. Uh, that's one reason why I'm so antagonistic when I, uh, do my interviews, because I hope they'll piss you off and then you, uh, will actually, Think you man enough to go uh, one on one genetic freak, and uh, then you realize realize that uh, not only can you hang with me verbally, uh, you can't hang with me physically. So I mean that's that's great to be able to dominate another worthless soul like that and two different factions in one night. And then then of course then I do take his girlfriend back to the hotel room, and you know she'll never be the same. You know. Because what you know, once you scream out, you know, big bad booty daddy, you know, life will, that's a life changing moment for uh, all females, all females that have been in contact with. So there's three stages of taking their man. Oh, I've changed a lot of females' uh, outlook on life. Hey, what's up, Liz? Teddy Long. 
Hey, for all your pro wrestling news, all you've got to do is go to Gurig.net. That's right. For all your pro wrestling news, go to Gurig.net. And they have been number one since 1997. Now, that's a long time, players. That means it's a lot of credibility. Holla. Hi, Scott. David Dunn, the New Zealand Pro Wrestling Informer. Um, you've had a number of tag team partners over the years. Obviously, your brother Rick, but more recently, has been Petey Williams. It was Teddy Hart at the um, Lucha Underground event. And now you're teaming with Eli Drake. What is it that you look for in a tag team partner? Uh, keep up and stay out of my way. Uh, like in most cases nowadays, it's like when I first started wrestling my brother, we really knew what everyone was going to do because, you know, there's nothing like a tag team with your brother. Uh, but most recently, you know, I'm kind of like a team assassin. People call me in because they know my background. They know what half of the greatest tag team to ever live in professional wrestling. So, uh, so if you're not my brother, just stay out of my way and I'll, I'll do what I do. I'll do what I do, baby. Um, hi, Scott. It's uh, Joey from Sport Bible in the UK. I was just wondering, how does working for Impact Wrestling differ from your time in WWE and WCW? Uh, well, you not been very limited, but... Uh, yeah, it really doesn't matter, you know. If you know you want me to beat somebody up, I'll beat somebody. I don't care what under the uh, what banner it's under, you know. But you know, I, but I will have to say that you know the greatest organization I ever wrestled for was WCW. Go ahead. Hi Scott, uh, great pleasure to talk to you, Adam from the Impact Lounge in the UK. Um, you just said again, you're one half of the, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, and uh, I don't think anyone would uh, say to your face that they disagree, but who do you think is number two in the list, and uh, what do you think of the current champion, uh, Impact? Uh, I would have to say, you're right about putting us number one, and, but then the really matter after that, who's number two and number three? Uh, as long as I'm number one, you know, it's but Roy Warriors are tough. Uh, Doom was tough, Ron Simmons and Butcher, I mean, they were great athletes, you know. Um, when I wrestled Bret Hart and Roland Hart, that, you know, they were good. I mean, I've wrestled, anybody there is to wrestle that we've wrestled on the tag team, so. Uh, as far as reckoning somebody number two is, uh, you know, you're okay, you're number two. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you make of uh, this incarnation of uh, obviously very different styles to yourself? How, how do you face a team like that? Uh, I mean, they better enjoy their time up till Sunday because they're going to be ex-champions. And uh, mark my words, I'm going to tell you that. Hi Scott, it's Oliver Newman here again from Broken Book Warriors Wrestling Podcast. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on your least favorite wrestlers of all time. Oh man, 
that's 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 well documented. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pick a name. I, uh, the people I don't like, I may know, uh, and I don't care what the stature was in the actually the wrestling community. It's like if you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, and I call you out. You know what I mean? So my uh, my list of people I don't like is you know for good reason. And the truth is, the people I've named, the truth has come out about me. You know? I just got um, a few lectures from Corn Sports Magazine in the UK. Um, obviously, you've had a massive career. I was wondering what's the proudest moment of it? What, what do you think is your proudest moment? If I had a you would break it up. So, um, what is the proudest moment of your career, please? The best moment of my career? The proudest moment. What are you more proud of achieving? Well, I would, you know. They have to say that any time you win a world title, whether it be the tag team titles or, you know, becoming a world champion is, is something to be proud of. But, you know, also if you you set a record, that in most likely cases will never be broken, and that's the attendance record uh, over Bay Young, North Korea, where uh, 193,000 people you know, three three nights in a row. You know, and, and you know, Vince can uh, lie about his numbers all he wants and all these WrestleManias and pat them all he wants. That's one number he's never going to break. You know, he, he you know, I watch these documentaries where you know, ninety-three thousand people on Pontiac Silverdome. It was packed, but it wasn't no ninety-three thousand. But ninety-three thousand—that's a hundred thousand left a week wrestling from. So he, you know, he's always, you know. Any rules of wrestling world, but there's records, you know, that won't be broken. That's all. Scott, we're going to go to an email question from Shubham, who asked, uh, "How much in your prime did you bench, and how much did you squat?" Uh, uh benching was like six twenty-five. And squatting, squatting in the leg room, I think I, I got pictures of proof. I got, I think I squatted three girls on my back. And then, but squatting after hours in my hotel, I think it was, you know, you know a couple thousand girls. This is Scott Harry here again from NBC Sports Radio's Pro Wrestling 247 On Demand. Um, you're one of the very few wrestlers to have worked for Impact during all of its incarnations, the Jared era, the Carter era, and now the Anthem era. Are there any defining differences between each era in Impact Wrestling that you've noticed? Uh, well, the first part of our wrestling, well, Jeff was the reason why it actually came in the third place. Was to you know help him out and have a you know a viable alternative to just one wrestling organization in the United States and uh, and then of course you know we formed one of the one of the greatest factions in professional wrestling was the Man Up Mafia with you know all the collections of uh, former world champions. Uh, and, and that was great because we had 
you know, most of the talent that is up in the WWE right now is, you know, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, AJ Styles. Um, those are the guys that we were going against. Those are the guys that we were trying to make. Those are the guys that we were trying to pass the torch to. And, uh, and that was the most profitable, profitable time at TNA, you know, as far as viewership, you know, making money, merchandise, and all, all that stuff combined. And then, unfortunately, that led me to my next incarnation was work for, you know, uh, dumbass Dixie Carter that, you know, brought in uh, you know, racist uh, Hulk Hogan. And, uh, and all those other guys. So, and that, that, that's what killed it, you know, more ran into the ground, you know. And of course, you know, I let my field be known, and then she tried to, you know, put a lawsuit on me with, because I was, did the stuff I was saying on Twitter about Hogan and all that stuff, which I, all, it was all true. A piece of shit tried to get me arrested, saying that, saying that I uh, assaulted his wife in the airport. And I thank God that, you know, they had cameras there. And, uh, and that's when I left, so, uh, which leads me to the, oh, my third incarnation is uh, that remains to be seen. Um, like I said, this is like my second match and second time in, so I'm just, you know, uh, see how this goes and see what happens, you know, and see how, you know, far we can take this company and see how much it can grow. Good afternoon, Scotty. Hey, what's up? Andre Corbiel from WrestlingWithWrestling.com, and I've got an interesting question for you today. Whether it's Big Papa Pump or Scotty and Rick Steiner, no matter how you slice it, dice it, floss it, toss it, flip it, dip it, trip it, or sip it, you're easily a first ballot Hall of Famer, no matter what the company. My question to you, Big Bad Booty Daddy, is would you accept the nomination? as the next esteemed member of the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame later this year, if it was indeed offered to you and even your brother Rick? Uh, uh, I never thought about that. Uh, I don't know. I'm already in two Hall of Fames. I'm in the Hall of Fame in Michigan, and I'm in the Dan Gable Hall of Fame, which... To me, is one of the highest honors you can have is being anything associated with, you know, Dan Gabor and the museum. A museum, actually, in the Hall of Fame where you can actually go visit. It's actually a concrete building with bricks, slabs, stone, and uh, cement. You can actually go to that fucking town and go visit the Hall of Fame. Not like this bullshit that WWE has where some imaginable imagine a place where it doesn't exist. They have all these uh, uh, bus of people, bus of wrestlers, bus of... Now, what the fuck? They're making a bus of you can't put it anywhere. Well, they put it afterwards when they leave the Hall of Fame center. It goes back to a warehouse. Some of the Macho Man goes into uh, Stephanie McMahon's uh, bedroom and uh, Ric Flair goes into Triple H's. I mean, it's, it's all a bunch of bullshit. See, now you piss me off with that question. <laughs> Visit our YouTube channel, search Gerwick Report Podcast, and subscribe.
Hey, it's Scott Snyder, Julian from Alternative Minds and the Wrestling Court Podcast. How are you doing today? Good, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm wide awake. <laughs> I'm glad that you're back on Impact Wrestling. I love your run so far. But my only question is, what are your thoughts about Triple H these days? Uh, they're the same as I always thought of him. I mean, nothing's changed. I mean, read every word I said about him and, and you know, in the media source, my, my opinion of him hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> hey, this is Steiner, Big Ray for OneWrestling.com. For the final. Sorry, Big, Big Ray, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just did. You called that king. Yeah, so that was, that was about it. 
Would you ever consider a career, or at least a, a shot in uh, mixed martial arts? Uh, uh, I never thought about it at the time, because when I came out of college, that really wasn't an option. Uh, you know, there's guys that I had, I had wrestled in college, uh, like Don Fry, he was he was a uh, champion. I beat him in college, and then uh, you know when I was at Michigan, Mark Coleman was at Ohio State. Well, he was at uh, uh, Ball State first, and then transferred to Ohio State. Um, and and they're both good guys, but uh, at the time, it really wasn't an option. Plus, my brother was already in wrestling for two years, so that's really one thing I want to do is wrestle with my brother, so. Uh, but that, that, man, that's a hard way to make a living, man. I, I just saw Robbie Lawler at uh, WrestleCon uh, this past weekend, and uh, uh, yeah, it's like, it, it's a tough way to make a living, man. Hey, Scott, Tony Kobe again from uh, the Irish Shady Mirror. Just uh, to follow up on the question I was asking you earlier, what would you have done if you were in the buff when Conor McGregor threw that, uh, that dolly through the window? Uh, well, it depends. If, if I had a problem with him, he was doing it to me, things were, but if I did have a problem, I it's not my boss, you know, I mean, if it was my boss, then I'd have a problem with it, you know, but if it wasn't my boss, you know, there's so many variables to that question. Is it my boss? Is it not my boss? Is he throwing it at me? Is he throwing it at somebody else? But if I would have got hit with the, the, the glass and all that stuff, then, you know, you know I probably would have grabbed that dolly and shoved it up his ass. Hi, Scott. It's Neil Rogers from Collins Sports Magazine again. Um, you were always known as an innovator with your moves. You, you invented the Frankenstein that you mentioned earlier. Is there anyone around at the moment who you admire because of how of the moves that they created? Uh, yeah. You know, there's, there's, you know, like, uh, you because you know, I'm good friends with Ray. He does a variation of. Frankensteiner, uh, but there's a, there's a lot of good talent out there that, um, but it's, it's hard coming up with, with new moves that people haven't done before. It's, it was, uh, I wouldn't say it was easier back then, but you know, think about it, before we did, you know, before I did the Frankensteiner, or you know, you know, DDT off the top rope, or bulldog off the top rope, or uh, Steiner screwdriver. Uh, those are moves that have never been done before. So it's it's actually hard to come up with the couple of new moves nowadays because it, everybody has pushed you know the innovation uh, button to to the max. So it's hard come up with a new food, but there's a lot of guys that, you know, mix and match different moves to different variations to make it exciting. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of guys out there that uh, have great matches and, and, uh, and put on a, you know, 
a great display of athletic competition. Scott, this is Harry again from Pro Wrestling 247 and BC Sports Radio On Demand. You've worked with a lot of great tag teams throughout your career. And one of my all-time favorites, and one of the, I think, the most underrated tag teams of all time is the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette. What are your opinions on Bobby Eaton and Stan Wayne as a combination in their career? Uh, they were great. But, uh, those guys, the first guys that, one of the first tag teams that we wrestled when my brother, when I first came in, NWA and you know, WCW, uh, and we had great matches with those guys. So uh, if they're underrated, they're not underrated by by in my eyes. I mean, and, and people people can see how good they were. Just uh, for some reason, they're not highlighted as much. But I don't think I don't. Uh, but for people that are in the business, I don't think they're underrated. It's, Maybe by some people outside, but certainly not by any wrestlers that have been in the business. Hey Scott, Riju uh, from Sports Kira again. So you were part of an Indian movie recently. How did that uh, film come about, and did you have fun shooting for that film? Say that again. Yeah, uh, so you were part of an Indian movie recently, right? Uh, did you have fun shooting for the film? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that was. No, that was. I had a good time uh, filming that movie. Uh, it took me. Went to exotic locations, and then you know went to some pretty cool places for the premiere. Uh, but all in all, it was it was a good time. I had I had a great time filming it, and uh, and you know I think we're. Come up with a follow up coming up here in the next couple of months. So, no, I had a good time filming that. Good, thank you. Hey, Scott, Ryan Bowman from thegrowthposition.com again. <clears throat> Every time we see you, you uh, throw in a few extra wrinkles and you do something to get people talking. Uh, you got any hints for us of what you might have in store for your foes and your friends and even your freaks for this Sunday at Redemption? The stuff that I say or, or do is it's nothing really that I might think about maybe a day or two or, or I might think about like a couple minutes before I walk out. I was like, it was, I just, like I said, man, when I'm, when I've been wrestling, man, I'm free. My mind is free. Yeah, but nothing but clear, you know, evil thoughts and, you know, there was some way I could destroy this guy or somewhere I can verbally attack him and verbally shake him down, you know, it's like, it just, it's kind of a spur of the moment thing, so it forced me, you know, give me the heads up what I'm going to do, man, I have no idea to get out there, it's, I mean, as crazy as that sounds, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't walk around, you know, 24-7 act like a wild man, it's like, like when I get to the arena, man, that's, that's why my mind wanders and I'm, shit goes through my mind. Some things I can do, uh, some things I can't, because even though I'm in wrestling, it's still be illegal, you know? So, 
I, I can't say what I'm going to do, but I always try to change up and have, you know, the best match on the card. You know? Hey, Scott, big break from OneWrestling.com. I just want to ask one final question. Was there ever a time you were in the ring with someone and you said to yourself, man, if this was a shoot, this guy might give me a little bit of a problem. Who are some of the toughest guys you ever faced in the ring that in a shoot would give you a problem, Scott? Thank you for your time today. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm, like I said, I've wrestled everybody, but I've never got into a situation where, you know, I mean, like, it would be challenging. You know, I wrestled big guys, uh, you know, some of the biggest guys in the wrestling, but none were like, you know, I mean, sure, you know, let me just put it this way. Everybody wrestles. It's, wrestling is a tough way to make a living. So everybody who's in wrestling is pretty tough in their own way, you know? Uh, you know, but you hear, you hear the stories of all these guys who were, were tough, like Haku, or, uh, you know, uh, Barbarian, uh, you know, Kevin Nash, shit, man. Kevin Nash, some foot tall. You know, we hard to fight a guy like that. But it never got to that point, you know? Uh, that I would have to think, man, how would I, how would I beat his ass? Keep in mind, though, if you look at MMA, most of the champions that have been champions or were champions or could be champions were trained in wrestling. Most of the champions are wrestlers, so I never had, had well, I had to go, man, I gotta take this guy and stuff, you know. Ground and pound this guy. I never came that far because you know unless you trained in wrestling, you have no idea what you're doing. So I, I never, you know, certainly there's, you know, I just names some tough guys. And, you know, I never got down to that. You know, fuck you, let's go. Yeah. So it's hard for me to say it. You know. So, but again, uh, I will say there's no training like in this wrestling. Hey, uh, this is Rijo from Sportskira again. Uh, is there any wrestler in Impact Wrestling or outside the company right now who you think could be the next Scott Steiner? Oh, God. I'm not sure anybody... I'm not sure anybody... Uh, 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 in the ring performance... It's tough. I mean, uh, but do you really want to be this type of thing? I mean, I, I, man, I got, I've gotten so much trouble with, you know, inside and outside the ring where I'm not sure that, you know, it, it, let me just put it this way. It takes a lot of mental strength and metaphoric, metaphoric student, you know, able to get in, get in certain kind of troubles and then, you know, stick to it to where, like, you know, in state courts and all stuff. Um, well, I don't want to answer your question, but it's, uh, you said anybody want, can be the next guy I'm not sure that anybody can handle it. Yeah, we've got one final email question from Legio Joseph. He wants to know if you could pick an opponent for a dream match, who would it be? You know, like I said, I've wrestled almost everybody. Uh, so I have to say, the only one that could be a dream was The Rock, because I was one guy I never had wrestled. 